the world's most powerful passport for 2023 is revealed. A trans teacher with giant prosthetic breasts forces a school board to change their dress code. And a new bill would count a fetus as a car passenger in HOV lanes. These are the weird stories for the Tuesday edition of Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast recorded and produced inside a closet. That's right. Let's get to it. The world's most powerful passports. Did you guys know passports have a power ranking? Yeah, kind of like basketball teams in an NCAA tournament. And for the fifth year running, Japan has the world's most powerful passport. So if you own a passport from Japan, what kind of perks do you get? What kind of power do you get? Do you get free chicken nuggets with that one? Do you get to run for mayor in every country you enter with this powerful passport? Do people have to carry your luggage for you when you enter? (laughs) I have a Japanese passport. It's very powerful. Now carry my luggage. Uh, Japan came out on top of what's called the Henley Passport Index's 2023 rankings this year. Now, I don't know who this Henley individual is, but they got this strange passport fetish and they rank them. So the Henley Passport Index's 2023 rankings has Japan as number one. And that means Japanese citizens can visit a total of 193 countries in the world visa-free, which amounts to about 85% of the world and 98% of the global economy. So I guess it means you can enter more countries visa-free. That's pretty helpful. You would think you could just go anywhere in the world if you paid to go there, but no, that's not the case. Uh, The yearly index from global citizenship and residence advisory firm Henley & Partners uses exclusive data from the International Air Transport Association to rank the world's 199 passports. It is based on the number of destinations their holders can access without a visa. Now, if no visa is required to enter the country, that country scores one point for its passport. This applies if citizens can obtain a visa on arrival, a visitor's permit, or an electronic travel authority when entering that destination. When a visa is required or the passport holder has to obtain a government-approved e-visa prior to departure, the passport receives a score of zero. Okay, that's how we score the passports. Now, which countries have the most powerful passports? You're curious? I know you are. Maybe you have one of these passports, so listen up. Now, we have Japan at number one. Uh, Coming in at number two is South Korea and Singapore. They're tied for second place. Uh, They allow visa-free access to 192 destinations. In third are Germany and Spain with visa-free access to 190 different destinations, followed by Finland, Italy, and Luxembourg with a score of 189. The UK and the US didn't move at all in 2023 from 6th and 7th place, respectively. They scored 187 and 186 out of the 227 countries included in the index. That's pretty powerful. So my passport is somewhat powerful. It's not the the most powerful. Um, Which countries have the least powerful passports? You're probably curious. I am too. Firmly at the bottom of the passport index is Afghanistan with a score of just 27 out of the 227 destinations. Damn, you really 
don't have a lot of traveling freedom. If you have an Afghani passport, uh, that's, you know, by the way, 166 fewer countries than Japan. It's followed by second to last place, which is Iraq with a score of 29 and Syria with a score of 30. Uh, then the bottom of the rankings are filled out by Pakistan. Well, I'm seeing a trend here. Uh, Yemen, Somalia, Nepal, and uh, North Korea. Uh, the index finds that only 17% of countries give their passport holders access to more than 80% of the world without a visa. Um, do other passport rankings give different results? This article asks. Well, there's another passport index by a company called Arton Capital, and they look at 193 United Nations member countries in six territories. It is updated throughout the year, and the latest ranking put the United, United Arab Emirates at the top with a visa-free access score of 181. Second place is held by 11 countries, most of which are in Europe. So they're giving a different ranking. Someone has to get this right, because if you think you can enter more countries than you can, you show up and you're like, hey, oh, oh, well, what passport index are you going by, buddy? Now, one thing both indexes agree on are the bottom countries. They also put Afghanistan, Syria, and Iraq at the bottom of their rankings. Uh, they say this is all mainly due to the turbulent international relationships, ongoing conflicts, and the risk of people overstaying their visas for their, those particular countries. Now, I have a uh, quirky opinion about passports that I'll share with you. Uh, I enjoy passports more so than other identifications, uh, and I will use my passport when traveling over some of my other identifications because I like my passport photo. And the reason is I got to choose my passport photo. Yes, you provide the photo for your passport when you're getting one. Whereas when you go to get your license, they just snap that photo, man. Most of the time, you're not even ready. You got one eye closed. You got some drool on your chin. Your hair is out of place. Your hair is askew. Those photos can go either way. But the passport photos, you're in control. I like that. So I use my passport because I look pretty good in that one. A Canadian school board is changing their dress code after a trans teacher wore giant prosthetic breasts to class. You know, I do such few stories about giant prosthetic breasts. Oh, this is a breast of fresh air. Ontario, Canada, a school board in Canada is ordering the development of a new, quote, professional dress code after a now infamous transgender teacher went viral for wearing some giant prosthetic breasts to the classroom. I'm looking at a photo of this teacher. These breasts are gargantuan, very cartoon-like. Uh, when you look at it, you just know that this trans teacher wore these to make a point. But I have to say, if this person was at the front of my class, this would be very distracting, I would say. I don't think I'd be able to concentrate on the lesson because of these giant prosthetic breasts at the front of the class, you know? Now, there was a lot of people up in arms and outraged by this. I mean, you can't have enough outrage in the world these days. We're swimming in the outrage. Well, anyways, the board of trustees from this school district unanimously passed a motion a couple weeks ago to order the director of education to develop a new dress code because their other dress code didn't mention prosthetic breasts. You know, when they develop these breasts, these breasts, <laughs> when they develop these dress codes, they're not able to look decades in the future and imagine giant prosthetic breasts worn by trans teachers. They just, they can't see this coming. And now they don't want it, I assume, so they're going to do something about it. And uh, now to get a little bit of information about this transgender teacher, um, her name is Kayla Lemieux. 
and she teaches at Oakville Trafalgar High School in Oakville, Ontario. Kayla reportedly identified as a man as recently as a year ago, but now identifies as a lady. The school board claims Kayla is extremely effective, and school board chair Margot Shuttleworth even claimed that, quote, all the kids really love being in the class. Well, yeah, she seems fun, um, has a sense of humor, uh, just, you know, wears these prosthetic breasts to class. That's exciting. None of my teachers would ever have this much fun. Maybe it's too much fun. I, don't I alluded earlier, it's a bit distracting. If you looked at the photo, you might agree. Now, the videos and photos of the transgender teacher continue to spread online and ignite fierce waves of backlash. Fierce waves of backlash. The school board acknowledges this, saying it, is, it has received some comments and calls on the matter already. Parents also uh, claim that the school district eventually threatened students with suspension if they continue to photograph and share videos of Lemieux from the classroom. Oh boy, yeah, what are they doing with their phones in class, though? Should take those away from these kids and can't have the phone in class, can you? Maybe in Canada you can. Now, some students have expressed concerns about this teacher with one particular student saying on social media that, quote, the kids here most definitely don't think this is normal, but realistically, we can't really say anything. Last year, this teacher was a man, and we don't think the school can fire him. Now, the teacher, Kayla, allegedly enjoys the protection of a personal escort wherever she goes, according to the parents, which added that the schools have been rightfully concerned about student and faculty safety following a series of bomb threats made after Lemieux went viral. <laughs> bomb threats to the school because of this? That's outrageous, man. He was threatening to bomb a school because the teacher wore some prosthetic breasts and is now a lady. I mean, unbelievable. At this point, though, you have to address the safety. Safety above everything. And if there's bomb threats because of this teacher, you got to do something about it. I don't know how you handle this. This is a nightmare, man. It really is. I don't know. What do you guys think of this situation? Maybe you can solve this. I know you're smarter than me. 646-450-2012. A Virginia bill would count a fetus as a car passenger in the HOV lanes. Yes, a new bill proposed in Virginia would deem a pregnant person's fetus. They don't even say woman anymore. They just say person. <laughs> a pregnant person's fetus, a passenger in a car. Now, because that fetus is counted as a passenger in the car, that allows the vehicle to use the carpool lane on the highways. Okay, okay. Reproductive rights activists say the legislation amounts to a thinly veiled attempt by anti-abortion Republican lawmakers to further curtail abortion rights by advancing so-called personhood laws that seek to protect the rights of the unborn through unconventional avenues. Correct. And it sounds like they're just clogging up legislation with crap like this is what they're doing. The law is called HB 1894, which seems appropriate because it sounds like it came out of the year 1894. <laughs> and they want to they wanna provide that a pregnant woman shall be considered two people. Two people for the purposes of determining occupancy. Okay. Well, then you, uh, then the pregnant woman should also have to buy two movie tickets when she goes to the movies, right? How about that? That's another person, right? But now the, the fetus can't see the movie, but it can hear it. So you shall buy another ticket. I'm sure they'd go for that, right? Now, of course, the legislation would require pregnant people to show proof of pregnancy. You can't just shove a pillow up your shirt and pretend you're pregnant. You have to show proof. 
You have to have your pregnancy certified with the state transportation department. I don't know how you do that. Uh, sounds like a lot of paperwork, a lot of hoops you got to jump through to just ride in the HOV lane. The bill is the second of its kind ever proposed. Last year, Texas Republicans, of course, introduced a similar measure. That bill is called HB 521, and it would allow would have allowed a solo pregnant driver to use high occupancy lanes, proposing that the unborn child be being carried amounted to a person deserving full human rights. It says here, like Texas's bill, Virginia's is unlikely to advance in the state's politically split legislature. Still, reproductive rights advocates warn that the bill is the latest attempt by anti-abortion Republicans to cut away at abortion rights by pushing personhood laws that aim to establish measures that equate a fetus with a full human life. And of course, measures like these, advocates caution, uh, could help restrict abortion access by defining a fetus as a person. Well, uh, abortion access is already very restricted in those places as it is. And it's, it seems like an uphill battle to get these places to make a change with that. But who knows what the future will lie. You know, the overall picture of this is very misleading from this article because they're not addressing what's really going on. The HOV lane was created to cut down on traffic, to cut down on emissions, to cut down on the amount of cars. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have another passenger because the assumption is that passenger could drive themselves, and now you have two cars instead of one. So you're saving on a car, so they give you a little benefit. Okay, because you guys are saving on emissions and you're cutting down on the amount of traffic, you're actually helping reduce traffic and reduce what is, in many places, a, a problem. Traffic in L.A. is horrible. I was just in Dallas. The traffic there was pretty bad, too. You know, so That is what the HOV lane is for. Now you're saying a fetus is uh, saving on a car because that fetus would what? Drive around instead? <laughs> I mean, we're, we're missing the point here is what I'm saying. And then there's the whole issue of clogging up the legislation process. Putting a bunch of stuff on lawmakers' plates that really isn't helpful. We have real problems out there. You know, There's a gun issue that's out of control and this is the sort of crap they're all passing by. These guys get paid a lot of money, these lawmakers, to do this. This is our money going to this, by the way. We're paying these people, and this is what's going on. We have real problems that need to be solved. Okay, I'm going off and on. All right. Anyways, maybe you have an opinion about this. You want to just, or maybe you just want to calm me down. Yo, call the show, please. Yay! And the girl in the corner said, boy, I want to warn you, because this podcast is all weird news. All weird news. Chicka, 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 chicka. All weird news. Chicka, 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 chicka. All weird news. Chicka, 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 chicka. All weird news. Woo! Yeah, it is, baby. And you made it to the outro. This is the part where I give thanks and praise, and I warn you that I'm going to publish some calls after this. You've been warned. There's going to be some phone calls. Weird listeners call me, man. They're weird. I like them. <laughs> You can always call the show. If you do so, be warned. I might publish your call. If you don't want me to publish your call, please say so in the message. And I know a lot of you do that, and then I don't because I'm loyal. Um, and if you want me to publish it, watch your language, all right? I get some F-bombs in there, and I don't want to, you know, some of the kids are listening on these smart speakers. I don't want them to have to listen to your F-bombs, man. Just be, you know, be reasonable. Help, Help me. Help me. Help you. Help me help you. And you're helping me. I'm helping you. Uh, if you want to call the show, the number is 646-450-2012. 
I also have an email. It's funnyjones at gmail.com. It's also my PayPal if you want to send me some ducats. That's pretty cool. If you want to support the show, I got a Patreon. Uh, yesterday, I put, what, six videos in there? Pretty cool stuff. One was about absinthe. I, um, I had to familiarize myself with absinthe. I didn't know much about it. I just knew that I wanted to try it, so I watched a video of that. It was pretty weird stuff. The history of it, the uh, legend surrounding it. So there are a bunch of videos. I like stuff like that. So that's what you get in the Patreon, some of the weird stuff that comes across my plate um, that isn't really appropriate for the podcast. I'll just throw it in there. A lot of weird history, weird movies that I watch, this kind of thing. Anyways, I'm rambling. I'm still sick. But, uh, you know, you got you to gotta keep uh, cutting through the BS. You know, you got to break right through to the other side. Just like Jim Morrison say, said, just got to break on through to the other side with my podcast. Uh, what else? Uh, I guess that's it. I have a website. It's pretty cool. Weirdafnews.com, paid for by the patrons. Hey, give it up for all the patrons out there. They're amazing people. You should be one. Yeah, you totally should be one. You can also buy me a coffee off the website, weirdafnews.com. If you want to keep me caffeinated, keep me going. That's how we do it around here. Anyways, send me some articles if you come across anything weird. Love to hear from you. Check out my check out my Instagram, at funnyjones. All right, over and out. Hello, Jonesy. This is your ever-loving man crush, Adrian, formerly from the great American Southwest, now relocated to the great American Northwest. Anyhow, I've been in the woods on a mountain in Oregon and have missed out for many months, but now I am in the lovely town of Medford, where I can receive Wi-Fi and receive your podcast, Hooray. And today, I listened, and I wanted to give you a call, because I haven't called your show in a while, and I thought your listeners might enjoy my opinion, because who doesn't enjoy my opinion? And my opinion is on the story of the man having sex with a cow. Can we please stop the animal sex stories, listeners? I think seven is enough, and that's, that's enough, really. Like, there's other things out there to report. Let's uh, try not to make me throw up in my mouth, please. And uh, secondly, I would love to talk about the flash mob at the funeral. To anyone listening, please do this at my funeral. I wanted my funeral to be a party because I don't think that funerals should be sad. My brother's funeral, I had um, karaoke at the bar because for some reason his funeral was held at the local bar, but I talked him into karaoke, and it was awesome. So I strongly suggest other people consider this. Make your funeral fun. Life sucks as it is. Enjoy the the exit party. You know what I mean? Hey, Jonesy, just wanted to reach out again, so you take care, and... uh We'll talk again.
Hello, this is Hannah from Chicago. Um, I don't know when you are planning on publishing these voicemails, but it is late um, as of the recording of this message, and I'm in uh, Massachusetts. I'm in like an hour ahead of Chicago where I live and so yeah I just wanted to say like why do the satanic worshippers call themselves like satanic worshippers because they don't worship Satan at all they you know they denounce hate groups um they denounce people who practice pseudoscience, they are pro-choice, correct me if I'm wrong, and they want the same rights, and they want to be involved in the same activities as other religious groups, so you just don't understand, you know, because, you know, you can't really, like, people aren't going to join your group, you know, if you say that you worship Satan, you know, that's really misleading. So maybe they shouldn't say that they belong to a satanic temple. Um, I don't know. But um, that that is just what I wanted to say. And then, like, the people who are mad about these M&Ms changing colors get a life. Get a life and good luck with your life. Um, and, um, yeah, um, I, I think that is it. Uh, all right. Goodbye. Hey, Jonesy. Talisa Blankenship, um, I think funerals should be fun instead of church affairs. My um, husband's brother requested Hank Williams Jr. at his funeral, and they did that. They played Hank Williams Jr., Country Boys, Can Survive, and all kinds of different songs by him, uh, Hank Williams Jr., and he wanted to have beer, but they wouldn't allow that, but <laughs> I don't see why you couldn't have nice cold beer and a couple margaritas and, you know, tequila sunrises. But, yeah, I think funerals should have fun. I'd like to have karaoke at my funeral. Bunch of karaoke, Keith Sweat, and country. And... All kinds of different things. Uh, Barry White, I like to have all kinds of those songs, but a lot of karaoke. Um, and that poor cow. Well, humans are horrible. I mean, a cow, dogs, cats, all getting it done to them. Man, I'd be afraid if I was an animal. Um. Oh, I can't imagine. People have to be sick to do bestiality. And Jonesy, love ya.
and uh, you keep doing what you're doing. My husband didn't get his leg because they said he has to stand on his uh, right leg and balance before they'll put the left artificial one on. See, my husband had a stroke three years ago, so he's got a lot of health problems, paralysis. And uh, one time my husband, because he sighted, he handed me the car key when we first got together. He said, pull the car around, babe, and let me load the car. And I'm like, okay. And I act like I was getting in the car, and I act like I was going to start it up and drive. And he said, oh, I forgot you can't see. But we love you, Jonesy. You're adorable, and I'll talk to you later, and good luck with your life, man. Jonesy, rock and roller. I just forgot to give you a call, knowing that both of our teams that we like in football are not in the playoffs, so who are you rooting for? And I still think that you should make the bumper sticker in time for Christmas. Get this stuff going. Good luck with your life, man. Bumper sticker advertising your podcast. I think he did quite well with that if you would do that. Hopefully you're having a good day. And I don't know if you're out for them because of the holiday. And uh, maybe just take any of these if you call say hi. So hopefully you're doing well with all your callers are calling in. Enjoy listening to you. And listening to uh, the weirdos. I don't like calling them weirdos because by all means they're not weird listening to you. Hi, man. Talk to you later. Love you. Jim from Cleveland says, good luck with your life, man.